That is so Sega Genesis. <laughs> you know, I feel a little weird. Um, I think these carrot cake Oreos did a number on me. Uh, they will get you through anything. I, I was doing okay until I had that. Now it's just a full rush of I don't know what. Carrot cake Oreos. I mean, it's legit crack. I mean, I don't know how else to describe it's, it. It's the only way I'm getting through this episode. I was feeling normal, fine, just happy, and then now this is just like I went through a different dimension. Stuff is crack. Stuff is crack, apparently, for only four ninety nine. Isn't, isn't this like... No, it's cheaper than that. Cheaper, it's even better. Yeah. These are actually cream cheese stuff. Cream cheese. A carrot cake cream carrot, cheese. Carrot cake flavored cookie with cream cheese frosting flavored stuff. If it's cheesecake, or oh my goodness, yes, no, not cheesecake. Cake, <laughs> if carrot it's carrot cheesecake. cake, it has to have the cream cheese. If you just use the regular, just vanilla sugar frosting, it's it's not the same. You have to have the cream cheese. Yeah, it's just right now. I feel too. Uh, I feel a little too excited. I need to calm down. Thanks, this is calming thanks, me Oreo. down. It, this is calming me down. Yeah, we it's don't. We are not sponsoring Oreo in any way. This is just. Hey, Oreo, if you want a sponsorship, give me some carrot cake Oreos. I may talk about them. Please, I <laughs> forgive my friend, Kyle. <laughs> he knows not what he eats. That's our intro, so here we go. This is how I'm getting through Oreo and beer. <laughs> Josh, Josh's face when I said that. Dude, you lost your mind. You... <laughs> You should have seen Kyle his face. was normal until he <laughs> dug into this stuff. Jeez. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Welcome to another Retro Game Night. We are a podcast centered on all things in retro gaming and pop culture. We cover everything from video games, comics, animated series, and film. I am your host, Damien. I am joined with my wonderful crew, Kyle. Hey! And Joshua. <laughs> oh, God. We are here to talk about... <sighs> well, let's... Hold on. Let, let, let's first see what's up with you guys before... <laughs> I'm dying to get into this, but... Uh, how are you guys? How's everything going? <sighs> Little stressful things with some life, but that's just life. Things are always up and down. But, but that is the point of retro game night. We we get away from the stresses. Exactly, and that's I've how been started diving into. I know we talk about some modern stuff too, so I'm going to get into something modern. And I've been obsessed with No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky, the one you were telling me that now they just the, put VR uh, oh, compatibility, it's right? So stinking crazy with uh, the two move controllers added to it, each individual hand being able to fly your spaceship into space and having the controls and scanning everything and being able to fight. It's just an insane game to have in VR. It's a nice little break uh, from everything else. I did play it uh, while I wasn't in VR, but uh, 
dumb question, but is it that much more yeah. crazy in VR? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of crazy because instead of having to use the the right stick to have to aim and use your mining tool, I'm literally running to a place. I see something off to my off to my right that I want to mine, or off to my left. I just take my right hand, and I'm as I'm running, I'm just mining it, mining things as I'm like running past it, and I don't even have to be looking at it. Like I know where like because of just orientation, I just know that I'm aiming at it. I can just look off to my right a little bit, make sure I'm still on target while still running straight ahead. It's just crazy what you're able to do with that. And and then also a, a cool little thing that they that they did to it was to be able to analyze things, to scan things, to that's how you make some money into it is you make new discoveries. You take your left hand, you put it up next to your head and you click your button. So it's like you're pushing a button on your helmet or like fl- flipping a switch and you switch into your scanner mode and then your mining gun becomes your analyzing tool. And then to turn it off, you raise back up on your visor and click it again and it's off. It's just like so in depth. I've tried playing it out of VR and I'm like, I, I can't do this. The controls are too weird. It's too weird to have to use the control sticks. I have to play it in VR now. There's no other huh. way. That yeah, sounds nice. I'll have to check it out. Moving to the next level. But I think a lot of people that listen to our Comic-Con podcast might ask, are you a female character in this game? Here we go. You don't get to choose, at least not yet, I don't believe, of what you are yet. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm a chick or not. Maybe the game decided You're for me. You're not going to get anything out of being a female <laughs> in this particular game. If I can choose it, I will be it. <laughs> <laughs> or is this like Metroid, where uh, you, you're wearing a spacesuit, so you really, you know, you have no uh, discernible gender? Well, wh- what I re- what I noticed was there is it's multiplayer now, which is kind of crazy. The whole game is now a multiplayer thing, and there's a central hub that you go to that a lot of people that you can connect with and be able to uh, join with your friends or something. I've seen people just running around in a generic spacesuit, but then I've also seen players that were actually different aliens. So I don't know if later on in the game you get to choose what you are or if it's assigned to you or maybe that's something that they bought. I don't I don't know yet. I'm not that far into. Oh, I'm actually like like 10 hours into the game and I still don't know what I'm doing yet other than exploring. <laughs> so hmm, I wonder if it's an unlockable or maybe it's just some DLC or something. It's a super in-depth thing. There was a whole game theory, a science aspect of it that said that with how many procedurally things planets that could be generated in that game the entire planet earth if every single person on earth was to play this game and try to just and just go discover a planet then discover the next planet then discover the next planet it would take like thousands of years just to discover all the planets in that game so it's it's pretty crazy what what you're able to explore and i've just barely scratched the surface josh what's up with you uh, right now, just working on a couple uh, little projects uh, here and there, playing uh, Horizon Zero Dawn right now nice. myself. I noticed that you were playing online. Yeah, that's a great game. Just have to, uh, you know, sacrifice a couple extra hours of sleep, but you know what? It's <laughs> so totally worth it. It's such a a huge world. You really feel immersed in it. That map is giant. It it is, and I haven't even touched the Frozen Wilds DLC on that yet. Oh jeez, I have that too, and I've haven't beat that game nor gone in through the dlc but that game is pretty insane on being able to fight you know robot dinosaurs it's pretty stinking cool (laughs) (laughs) any game with dinosaurs and robots is going to be automatically cool oh absolutely and by the end you can control a lot of them spoilers Not that for the was com- not that for the was completionist. that was creepy. <laughs> that was a little creepy. It's like we talk to each other often or something. Well, if you're a completionist um, like me, you, you will get to there. Did you find the hidden uh, piece of armor yet that you have to unlock stuff? 
to be able to get to it. Oh, I'm working on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my boy right there. Well, tonight. Do, do we have to? We, we have to. Do we have to. Uh, Don't sound very excited. This was kind of your uh, idea, yeah, it, Josh. Yeah. Or uh, Kyle. Yeah, it kind of was. Yeah, we it were, was. Um, <laughs> we t- were talking about it, and I was just like, Let's just get this over Let's with so it. I could just rip yeah. off that Band-Aid, man, because we're going to have to eventually. Because <laughs> we'll get into it, but basically, uh, Kyle has a form of PTSD from this game. Uh, tonight, we dive into Echo the Dolphin for the Sega Genesis and the Mega Drive, as it's called in Europe and Japan. Um, it is an action-adventure game published by Sega in 1992. Uh, Echo the Dolphin was published digitally as well via Nintendo's Virtual Console in 2006, um, Xbox Live Arcade, Steam, iOS, and Nintendo 3DS. It is the first installment in the Echo of the Dolphin video game franchise. The player character is a bottlenose dolphin who travels through time, apparently. Through time. We'll get, we'll get to that. Uh, to combat hostile extraterrestrials in Earth's oceans and on alien spacecrafts. It seems like everything I, in the past was always about an aliens alien invasion on planet Earth. I have it's issues. I have issues with that automatically. I just do. I, I feel that. Um, I'm sorry. I why? 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 Why what? I don't know. Everything. <laughs> why? Why make a game? First of all, about a dolphin. Well, why not? Okay, touche. But <laughs> why? Why make a game about a dolphin? Where you're not battling sharks or there were, predators. Wait, wait, wait. There were sharks. There. there was natural obstacles. Okay, so yeah, I, I missed, I missed that clearly because all I saw <laughs> were aliens. And well, on the wiki, if you just read it like that, then yeah, it just seems like there's just endless ocean and aliens, and that's it. But and, there's still and, wildlife. And you in the travel ocean. through time, which makes no sense for a dolphin. But okay, I'll just roll hey, with that. Hey, sure. The, the lost city of Atlantis knew that a dolphin would have to travel through time, so they built a time travel machine. Just for a dolphin. And Come on, it, and it it's, uses it's logic. sonar. It uses sonar to yeah. power it. Yeah, That's what it I didn't get. It back and forth. I, I, so my description of the game playing it was uh, the one word: frustration. It was very. <laughs> it, it irritated me to no end, not really knowing what to do. But I, I get it. Games back then were of a different nature. You 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 kind of figured things out. I automatically I'll say the, the positive. I liked that there was nice scenery. It looked cool. The graphics were nice for its time for sure. The music was cool. It was it wasn't bad. It was very soothing. So so your experience with the game was just the first level? I, I had played just the first <laughs> level recently and I had played the game before when I was younger and right. vaguely remember Did you get past the first level? Yeah. And then I got into the parts where there were some like aliens and whatever and they looked that weird. That was towards the end of the game. Or maybe it was just when I was watching videos of it, but <laughs> so there were there were sharks that you fight. Which they, they were obstacles. You don't necessarily have to fight them. You can avoid them. You can avoid yeah. them. Yeah. But what irritated me was the what, sonar. What, what irritated you? The sonar. Actually, the cool thing about the sonar was that if you bounced it off a wall, it was the way to, to make a map system. Yeah, the mini map. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. That was, that was uh, a pretty cool thing. But you didn't it was read such the manual, a... did you? <laughs> no. Heck no. Oh, heck you need to pull no. up the manual right now. It, it It's very thorough. I bet. I mean, that's... yeah. I'll say a positive about <laughs> old games. We had manuals to tell us what to do. Nowadays, there's nothing except the internet, which we internet. Could, there was just internet, but <laughs> it was kind of cool having a manual. Just saying. But yeah, it was. Oh my gosh, this game when I first played it. This okay, is a, let's go into that. <laughs> let's go into your first experience when you played it. Everything. Okay, so when when the game first starts, it's actually pretty stinking cool. It's nice, soothing music. 
I mean, I'm pretty sure that we're putting in the music that that we recorded to be able to have some to have a way for people to hear how soothing the the intro music is. It's actually really nice. And you're swimming around, and it's really cool. You can jump out of the water. You do your little arcs as a dolphin. You get to swim around with it. But why? That was, why it was, do it was that? Just that? Because it's cool. Stupid. Well, okay, well, you just dive there's out. A game, there's, there's, a game, there's a game on Steam where you're swimming around as as divers, and sharks come and attack you. Why? Why do that? Because you can. Okay. He interrupted you. So, Go. Keep going. So <laughs> you 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 know you, you get the first little bit. You jump out of the water. Aliens take your pod, and so Echo's like, "Where's my pod? I'm 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 lonely." So he needs to go and find out what's going on. And you can actually talk to the different dolphins that are still kind of there and, and killer killer whales and stuff. It's kind of cool. And then you get into the first level, and it becomes an underwater maze. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Yes. I remember the maze. And and Wait, and, was that the first level or was that Well, the reason why the I second say level. the reason why it's kind of the first, kind of the second. But see, the thing is 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 I consider anything that's underwater that looks exactly the same and you come across a four path intersection it's an underwater maze cuz it all looks the same. I'm sorry. The it's game, a maze the, game. The, the game is 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 cool and and looks really good for for like the first level. And then you get to the second level and it's the same blue ocean obviously because it's a game about a dolphin in the ocean yeah and then it's the same for intersections but then you don't know like if you need to go left to get air if you need to go right to get air do i need to go completely up but then if i go up and then i hit a dead end and there's no air and so then i'm having to search for air and then my air gauge is going down and i'm trying to find air and i don't know which way i'm going i'm going left i'm going right i'm going down i'm like trying to figure out where i'm going and then all of a sudden a blank screen because the dolphin died and so I'm like that's it we <sighs> just I go? we just tapped into your your big your big trauma of the game. I, I even tried it again for this podcast. I'll be like, okay, I need to sit down. I need to try it again. I need to figure it, figure this out and try to do it. And like, I, I, I touched it and I legitimately freaked out. So I'm like, okay, I, I the, the <laughs> controls are, are the same of how I remember it. They're really responsive and interactive. And it was it really cool. You have the different buttons. You can jump out. You can speed, which is his attack, which is kind of a cool thing for a dolphin to be able to have, which is a high speed attack. And and then I I just couldn't I just couldn't so I had to watch a walkthrough or just just gameplay of this game, and the dude must have played this game so much because I if my wife is here she would attest to it I freaked out the dude knew where all the air was but I didn't know that at the time so he just kept dashing past where he could breathe and I'm like dude there's air right there stop and get a breath was it a speed run. No, he was just going. He just knew the game that well. He was just beating it without dying, which because was he kind could. of bonkers. Because he's that good. No, but he didn't do a speed run because he didn't use glitches or he didn't like force his way through certain um, through certain gems. And we'll get to that later. But there's certain ways that you can that you can kind of glitch your way through certain spots. He did it all legit, legit. But he just knew where everything was, and and there were times where his breath meter went. You have like five blocks, so your health was on the upper was on the uh, health and air were on the upper left. It's like that one that one time you buy sorry, a brand new a brand new <laughs> you get get that brand new console when you're a kid and you're only allowed your one game for a good while and that's, that reminds me of maybe this kid this guy it, yeah it, it was been. his one game he had it, in his it must possession. Have, it must have been because when he beat it he's like yes finally I did it it's like ah he's like, he's like legitimately was freaking out. <laughs> Even but, though he knew everything, it yeah. seemed like he played it forever. Yeah, I thought he beat it a couple times. So he was like, oh, look, uh, let me just do a recording. And I know, I, no, he, this was like his recording to beat it. But like, 
so on the top part, it's a darker blue or kind of gray, and that's your health bars, and you have five bars up there. Doesn't doesn't equate to five hits, which is kind of weird. It's it's like progressively goes down in the and the higher. I didn't damage. really get that. I, I didn't quite understand what the damage meant or how it equated to your health bar up there. But you just knew when you were getting low, you needed to swim through a school of fish to eat, which was kind of a cool way to be yeah, able to replenish your health. There were some pluses with this. I mean, the again, what game do you really find that takes place almost entirely underwater? First of all, not many. There are some. Right. And for you could have at time, least given us some gills so that we didn't have to worry about breath. Right. Well, you mentioned something <laughs> in the article. Echo the you, tuna. <laughs> you you mentioned something in the article you read that the the programmer that made or the creator of the game felt it was too easy. And and he had to make it harder. Enunzitzeta? I have no idea how to pronounce his name. I think it's Yiddish. <laughs> I, I don't know. But yeah, he, he actually mentioned that he was concerned about kids and, and, the, and renting. Because at that time in 92, that was a time when... Blockbuster. Block, yeah, Blockbuster or out here, I always went to a Game Exchange or I, I'm sure any number of places, you know, Video 94 was also <laughs> out here, if you remember that. No, I don't or, remember or that. Or your, your local game rental shop. I'm sure you guys remember those. Oh, yeah. Um, he was concerned about people going out, renting the game, beating it in a weekend, and just returning it. So he he was like, so I uh, I, I made it hard. And he accomplished like, his goal. He made a really good job of making it hard. Yeah, because you got lost and you got died so much. That's the thing. You get lost in this maze and with very little time to breathe. And then you get PTSD. And then when you go back and <laughs> you die. He could have made it way worse than that. I, I don't know. I'm sorry, but he could have made that game way worse. Because think about it. When, when you're playing through, and I played through quite a bit, I, I, whether you consider it the first or the second level, I couldn't get past that point. I did right. give it an honest try. I did really try to get through it. But the thing is, is that when you start getting low on oxygen, there is no like death animation. There's no increase in the tempo and the music. It's just, it's the same synth tune constantly going all of a sudden snap and just black screen, black screen. Oh, here's the code. Well, start over, I guess. Yeah, I, I I understand that, that there was no like death animation. There's no traumatizing of the dolphin just slowly flipping upside down and then raising through the top of the of the level. I, I Imagine how, how really young morbid. Kyle would have reacted to that. <laughs> Mom, I'm killing the dolphins! <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was just the stress of the maze and not knowing where... Like okay, so I, I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast too, but if not, maybe it's just in passing as as our normal conversations. But as a younger kid, I also played a uh, DOS game called Mickey in Space, and it was the same thing where you act where with that one I actually had to like get a graph paper out and mark which way I was going, and it, it said, okay, well here's your pod. Do you want to go north, south, east, or west? And you would go around. It's you know old school DOS, but it was the same thing. You needed air, and if you didn't plan your path out. And then have enough air to make it back. Mickey died in space because <laughs> he Mickey. suffocated and died because he had no air. What is it with these games that were so stressful? And I don't find <laughs> any games nowadays that stressful because I felt the same thing in Sonic the Hedgehog when he was down underwater. Right. You had to wait for the bubbles to come up. And if it didn't, then you But at least with those games, it was... A certain segment of the level. It wasn't the entire game. Yeah, it wasn't the whole game. thing. Yeah. And that's the thing about this was it was the entire, the entire game. game. 
And so, so going back to what I was talking about with the with the guy with his gameplay, he would shoot past these air pockets, and I was freaking out. I'm like, "There's air there. Get air. You need air." He would go. He would only have three bars of of air left. Go do something, and then shoot back across and miss all the air pockets again. <laughs> and he would have like two or one bars of air left. And You're I'm freaking going, out. <laughs> I, I'm sitting there going, "Dude, like, where are you going? <laughs> I have no control in my hand." He was. He get, knows what he's doing. He, but in the beginning, I didn't know that. I just thought I was watching a gameplay. I was just like, "What the heck is this guy doing?" It would get to the point to where he had no bars of air left and then he finally hit a pocket i'm just like oh thank god he just see kyle on the couch stressing and sweating (laughs) you like i said my wife was here she would attest to it i was freaking out until i was until i realized okay this guy knew where he was going or at least for these certain spot spots he knew where he was going so just trust in the dude just trust him i gotta i gotta have faith i gotta have faith i'm squeaking right now because i'm going through puberty because i'm freaking out about this game (laughs) it's just a video kyle it's okay (laughs) <laughs> it's a video game, and I'm in control, and I don't want to kill the dolphin. <laughs> Josh, so, so that that's that's me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I need therapy. There's some issues there. Um, give me my beer, Josh. What what is your take on it? I didn't really get to talk too much with you about it before. Yeah, sorry, I kind of because took over it's a there. surprise. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I would have to say is, like, I I would say that this game was really good f- for its time, and I I would say it's even par for its time. There's a lot of games out there that are known back in that time period that were very difficult. It was they were very challenging. In some cases, you had no idea what to do. You really had just the manual that came with the game and there was no maps in most games. You just you had to kind of figure things out as you went. Yeah. I actually kind of stopped playing The Guardian Legend for the NES for that same reason. I was able hmm. to look up online, you know, what I was kind of supposed to do. I I really tried to figure it out on my own and I could only get so far. There was all these puzzles and the graphics just made no sense. (laughs) And I wasn't able to figure out what the game was actually asking me to do. And so that is a bit more frustrating. Now with, with echo, I felt like most of the puzzles were easy enough to understand you had, the, you had the currents, and sometimes you would have to use certain methods to kind of get past the currents. I remember there was one level that I was watching where Echo has to push a boulder down, and the boulder pretty much acts as a buffer for the current so that you can get Echo downward into right. a different area. Right. But if he moved past that boulder, the current just shoots him right back up. And, and it wasn't just a... A gentle, hey, you can recover from this uh, from this mistake that you did. No, it like shot you up, and you're like, okay, I have to do this boulder again. I have to go down this entire thing. It again. was so punishing and unforgiving. Yeah, it was, and it, it felt like I was playing an NES game because I I I remember Sega Genesis games be a, being a lot more forgiving and a lot easier than the NES games that I played when I was a kid. Right. They were doable, right? Whereas this felt, yeah, this is back in the older days where it was just completely impossible. It was a challenge, and it required you to play the game constantly. You had to learn the map. You had to learn where everything was. You had to learn where the airport. Like the guy in the video. Exactly. Yeah. He just knew it all. Yeah. He. Yeah. What's his name? I'm sure. I have no idea. I'm sure he (laughs) killed hundreds of thousands of dolphins, though. Like that guy is doing mass (laughs) genocide on echoes. Man, so cruel. (laughs) Yeah. I, I. I did just to make sure I didn't miss anything. I did. You know, well, not that I got through the game completely, but I did watch a, pl- a playthrough, and the the guy pretty clearly says, 
hey, you know, you're, you're not going to see me die during this playthrough just because I wanted to keep it under two hours. <laughs> so, you know, d- don't don't think I'm playing through this, you know, in one go. I am dying a lot. And he, he made it clear. And, and, I, and I appreciate him being honest because I did see another video where they were a bit more, you know, open about their dying. And it was closer to two hours. Yeah. So the game in 2020, let's just imagine it's coming out. It wouldn't happen. It'd be in VR. And one I'd have one even word. It'd be even worse. <laughs> one word, PETA. Oh god. They would be all over it. There's no way a game like that, I think, could do well in today's day and age. Mm. I think that through the 90s, it it seemed yeah probably new and I think it'd be different. okay. You are the dolphin. You are the dolphin, but as, I mean the abuse the not... poor dolphin goes through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the spikes and the sharks and the uh, the, the porcupines tr- and the trash continent in the middle of the Pacific. Oh wait, that wasn't in the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to avoid the uh, the 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 six pack can plastic can thing, so that way it doesn't get stuck on your bottle nose. At some point, the <laughs> the sonar gets some sort of upgrade. I remember something like that, right? Okay, so you eventually, as you're going through the game and you get through the ice caps. You come across this double helix character. Do, you, do you, I don't remember if he gave it a name or not. I think it was was it Vortex or something no, like Vortex that. No, Vortex was the planet. Okay, oh. so so there's this. Okay, okay, okay. Let's back just, it up. Okay, back okay, it up. Okay, okay, okay. Or was that the Big Blue? I I, I don't. I even think know. that might have been Big Blue or like something where all the creatures were like, "There's this weird thing over there. Go talk to it because it knows what's what's going on. Maybe you can find your pod there." That's what a, a group of dolphins is called in the ocean. If people don't know, it's a it, they're called pods little education for your gaming there yeah so you go and you talk to this creature and it goes they they let you know that the lost city of atlantis specifically built a time travel machine for a dolphin and so to go over there and there's these uh diamonds or the the crystals as you're going through atlantis to be able to there's like logs of what the people did for the dolphin to be able to get through, it kind of gives you the story. But it's it's that weird text that when you echolocate on it, it kind of comes back and it's like the weird wavy text. It's kind of hard to read. Yeah, why they gotta do that? Because it's underwater and it's echolocation and it's funky and it's weird. Because it's stupid. That's why. Josh. <laughs> no, it's because it was Sega and they wanted to do something really cool with their fonts. That, oh, that's what it is. Yeah, Sega wanted to be cool. Sega. All right. They tried a game with a little hedgehog and I thought, why not do a dolphin? Because a dolphin is cute, yeah. but so this dolphin was anything but cute because he just no he's he, adorable he uh, just dies he was no, amazing the, the cool the cool thing that they drowns did, and <laughs> the cool thing that they did with the animation was when you turned around it wasn't just that he like turned invisible and then he was just the other way they actually made it look like he was he was like folding in half and like his. His face would actually turn to the camera and then turn to the side. So he, he actually made they made it look like he was actually turning around in a three D world, but it was but you're just looking at it in a two D two D way. Yeah, That's so. actually how you got into the console of the game. Actually, is when he was turning and looked at the at the screen. If you paused it and entered a certain button combination, you could actually get into the console of it and. Uh, like you could teleport to different locations or you could give yourself health or, or something like that. I never knew that as a kid, but when I was watching a, a speed run of it, the dude actually did that because he kept messing up on a trick that he was trying to glitch through. So he just teleported himself down instead. Okay. Echo can be kind of cute, <laughs> but he irritates me. He irritates the tar <laughs> out of me because he doesn't do what I want him to do. But 
Uh, it was difficult. It was difficult, and I mean the the gameplay was very. Did we? I don't know if we talked about this already. It, it was very repetitive. I mean, it was. Yeah. I felt like I was scenery. playing every scene, every level of Pac Man, where it was just the same screen, different <laughs> color, same screen, different color. It just, it just different it, maze at least. I mean, the first level, without a doubt, <laughs> is the most gorgeous because it looked. I don't know they. It, it seemed to me that they poured all the effort into the first level, and then from there on, it was like oh filler. <laughs> well, in the Lost City of Atlantis, there were statues. I do although they recall. were like naked men, which is kind of <laughs> weird. Oh, so Vega. um, come on now. <laughs> just, just so we don't get any uh, angry uh, fans uh, getting mad at us. So oh, get mad at me during guys. during his adventures, Echo encounters an orca, which tells him to travel to the Arctic to meet the Big Blue which is an old blue whale revered for his long life, age, and wisdom. And so Big Blue suggests to find the asteroid, which is ah. the oldest life form on Earth. So that's the double helix, the asteroid. Yes, and then the vortex were the aliens. Right. Well, the, the vortex was the name of the planet that came in line with Earth every 500 years, and then that's where they pulled the life Nope, it is the alien race known as the Vortex. They, it just says the Vortex. So whether or not it's the planet or the alien race, you be the judge. And then the aliens invaded. <laughs> Which makes complete no sense in this. Um, well, they, they, So like Echo needed to take care of this. I don't know why Echo had to. I don't know why the human race couldn't just do it. Because they're too busy polluting the earth and oh, okay. out in the ocean. So and sinking Atlantis. <laughs> so Echo had to destroy this alien race because as if... If they continued to su- to suck all the life out of the planet, it would have completely wiped life off the planet Earth. So because they just kept they it couldn't satiate their appetite. They were so hungry that they kept just stealing more and more and more and more. So he had to take care of it somehow. And for some reason, the only special powers that could be bestowed upon was a bottlenose dolphin. In any case, uh, <laughs> I I don't agree with this game. I feel like I wanted to like it. It is nostalgic because it does remind me of, I think it was Sega Genesis like launch titles, like one, one of its launch. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yep. Being 92, I would assume. But um, I think the game just, like it does not make me curious for the other ones personally. I, I feel like it's going to be the same thing. And this didn't really, to my, correct me if I'm wrong, this didn't really have a story, right? Like an actual story in game that was happening. It well, was there like was a no, series of events. While there was no cutscenes, it if you communicated with the other aquatic life, and then it, it actually does kind of guide you with your communication with the other creatures. It, it kind of tells you that story, but it doesn't have anything like cutscenes or or text like an like a epilogue or, or in prologue the, or something was there in the original version no but there was a pc release that did uh add some or is it a pc release or a sega cd one of the later ones actually added in some uh different cutscenes. that was probably sega cd so so, so 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 there was something like that but it was more about you had to go around and you were just kind of this was the kind of the cool thing about the game you're this dolphin, you're swimming around with your pod, and then all of a sudden something happens, and you don't know what's going on. And so you're trying to ask the other creatures around you, hey, what's going on? Have you seen my pod? And no one has seen your pod. They don't know where, where they went. So you're swimming around trying to figure out what the heck happened. Oh, I need to go to this big blue character because he might he may have some more 
uh, information because he's wise. Okay, well, I'm a dolphin. There's this giant creature over there. I need to go talk to that. So you need to find your way to that guy. And then he goes, oh, you need to go over here and talk to this creature. Okay, so you're swimming over there. And then this creature lets you know there's the city over here and they have a time travel machine. You need to go back in time and you need to do this so that way I can help you find your pod. So when you go over there, in the original game, when, like I said before, when you're going through the lost city of Atlantis, there are those those crystals that were blocking your way. Those actually held story in them, but it was only text. In the original game, there was no cutscene or there was no voiceover or anything like that. It was just through the text. And I mean, there was like, gosh, like eight or nine of those crystals. Like I got tired of reading those <laughs> crystals. So I was like, oh, sweet Jesus, does this keep going? Too long didn't <laughs> how many, read. How many levels do you... Do you recall how many levels went through God. this whole thing? Uh, no, not really. This wonderful I experience. Remember. I don't remember how many levels there were, but it did switch up the scenery a little bit. And when you went to the alien race, or the not the alien race, but the alien planet, because you go back in time and on the other planet, you it like the ocean changes like to red, I think, or it's like a weird different color. Ooh. And then uh, you went back to the original ocean. And then at the end of the game, you actually go up into the alien spaceship. So that was kind of interesting. Pew, 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 To pew. say the least, interesting. Yeah. But oh, wait, oh, wait, so at remember, but by that point, See, Echo I, didn't the, need to. <laughs> no, no. I, come on. You, you're missing a whole lot of context here. At this point now, Echo doesn't no, no longer needs to breathe air. Right. He regenerates health, and he can shoot uh, little sonar uh, attacks. So from, if I so if I yeah. would have suffered through forty five minutes of gameplay, I would have been able to at least not have to worry about dying by suffocation anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's forty five minutes without dying. Yeah, that's true. That would have been like ten years of my life trying to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, okay, you the, you don't sound convinced yet. No, do you? no, I'm very far from it. What, what are we gonna be what able? To, were... What do we have to say to be able to get you to go back to it and experience the entire gameplay, <laughs> the joy, the the the? I don't know what else I'm gonna say. <laughs> uh, of say, Echo the Dolphin. I will deny you of that. I do okay. not. Want I, to I would say probably duct tape and uh, a promise that will set him free once uh, once he finishes the game. And and some <laughs> carrot cake Oreos. Ooh, prize at the end. Okay, you got me with that. <laughs> <laughs> How did the game do, Josh? Because uh, before we give our review, <laughs> I want to know what the world thought of Echo the, the Dolphin. Look, the look back review. Well, in most cases, uh, they were giving it like a D. Uh, over here on uh, IGN, they were giving it 6 out of 10, GameSpot 6.5, and, and Nintendo Life uh, 6 out of 10. So it was it was okay. Yeah, okay would be the best word. I I I would say so as far as the ratings. That's actually kind of interesting because I also see when I was looking at the wiki that other ones gave it like a ninety four and a nine out of ten. So it kind of seems like it was all over the place. Right. Because I I feel like it should be a little bit higher than that. But what I would be are you looking at like do. the PC port or something like that, or is this the actual original game? No, these are. S- See, and, and here's the problem, though, and this is, I think, the thing that we're encountering as we go back to this game. So the one review on GameSpot was done in 2007. Ooh. That's 15 years after the game is released. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. And so That's this reviewer problem. probably has already lost that fire within him that <laughs> all of us you know, 90s children had 
that helped us to get past all these ridiculously hard games without the cheats, without any emulators and save states. I mean, think think back to some of the games we've played, like uh, Thundercade or Ninja Gaiden for the NES. <sighs> those games are hard. Yeah. The original uh, Ninja Turtles game. That those games are difficult. They require a lot of skill, a lot of time, a lot of effort lot to of get states. through. It sounds like that reviewer was spoiled by COD already. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Where's my gun? <laughs> this dolphin has no I rocket need, launchers on I top of it. I need a leading hand. <laughs> and I'll hold back on my final review because I know we'll be getting to that. But yeah. I, I feel like for the time, it was a legitly good game. That's the but, thing. I think yeah. looking back, harder. it was okay, and we were yes. open to wow. This is you're distracted by good graphics, brand new game. This is 16 bit, everybody. Wow, let's watch it. Whereas now, it's like, dude, we've played so many great gems from back then. What is this? Like, what? What is this? Well, it's right. still kind of pretty good graphics, even on a you know HD TV. I mean, it's still yeah, pretty it, vibrant. For it looks really that good. Time. Yeah, I mean, I'll give it that. The Sega Genesis had lasting. Graphics. It didn't look horrendous like but, some NES games did. But what was really lacking to, for me in this too was the soundtrack. When I was watching this gameplay of it, this guy was going for over an uh, like a little over an hour, and it was the same song. Like it was like the same like what two different songs, maybe a little bit of a, a different tempo or something in different areas. Maybe three when you went up into the alien ship. It just seemed like it was it, it for when you first started. It was nice. It was soothing. It felt like you were in the ocean, like a like a really nice melody to it. But it was like the same thing over and over again, and you just kind of got tired of that same looping soundtrack. Yeah, it just kept going, and the, the repetitive is, is is the worst thing about this, this game. The Sega could do. Just listen to that thrilling music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Most of the music throughout this game, I feel like if you were to put it on a constant loop, it would be perfect ambiance music to fall asleep to. <laughs> it's relaxing, yeah. but in no way does it sound pleasing to me. It, it just kind of sounds like dulled, vo- uh, dulled noises. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like they really missed the mark on there for what the Sega could do with its music, that they made such a bland thing for for the game. that It, it couldn't get that... Music doesn't get you excited to keep trying to at least have something positive to go back to because you died hundreds of thousands yeah. of times. There's not much replay value when it comes to the, the, yeah. the music or there was nothing catchy about it. Right. Or Sonic and other games still had a decent, very decent soundtrack. You know, it was it was it supported it very well. It's like they were focusing more on just the visuals and just the challenge of the game itself. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Uh I'm going to cut it there. Do you know what time it is, everybody? Tool time! Incorrect, and we do not have that <laughs> trademarked. Oh, um, sorry. <laughs> here at Retro Game Night... Just, a, just a long beep! <laughs> here at Retro Game Night, we've come up with the best, the very best way to rate a game in terms of replay value and overall interest of the game. Oh, yeah. yeah! Showcase it, which means you love it, you want to display it, you want to show it off to all of your jealous friends. One and done. We liked the time we had with you, but I'm sorry. We're moving on. We'll call you. I promise we will call you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call me. We'll call yeah, you. Yeah, we'll call you. Um, or flush it, which equals toilet paper. I'm going to wipe it. 
And let's go with you first, Kyle. Why me? <laughs> so, like, like what I was saying. Yes, in the past, I freaked out over this game. I don't like trying to drown in, in the ocean. I still say, though, that it's an interesting challenge. It's something that you should at least try once. Everybody should just be slightly scarred with some PTSD from a video game. And this is the safest one to do it with. Because then at least you could be like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> so I really think uh, it's a it's a one and done for me. You should at least give it a try. Feel the challenge of this game. And understand the trauma that other people may have gone through. Joshua? I feel that in the time, back in the 90s, you know, days of the Sega Genesis, I feel like this... Would have been a great game. I, I didn't play it. I was a Nintendo guy, so this is more of me coming back to it. And if this were, you know, if we were doing this podcast maybe 20 years ago, if that were actually a thing, I would say that this would be amazing. This would be a showcase. And yet, when I look at it now, though, I feel like it hasn't aged well. And... While I might agree with Kyle and say the one and done, the thing is is that I really don't feel like most people should spend their time on this. It is there on the Sega Genesis Mini, so anyone who has that system can play Echo the Dolphin if they choose to. But as far as anyone else who may not have that or who, who may not have you know, the appropriate legal access to an emulation for it... <laughs> Just the, just the disclaimer that if they were to if they were to play it, hey, try it out. But if you haven't, I wouldn't suggest starting now because it is on the on the level of Nintendo hard. You have an expansive maze like map. It's very unforgiving, and unless you're willing to spend a lot of time in this game, you're you're going to have a really hard time until you figure out every piece of that map. Right. So I would have to say flush it because nowadays I would not, I would not advertise it. I wouldn't encourage anyone to check it out unless they're really into the Sega Genesis. You know, they had it as a child or when they were younger and they want to get back to it by all means, go for it, you know, replay that challenge. But for anyone else, I would say you, you got to flush it. I just wanted people to feel my pain. That's all. <laughs> I, I think, they, I think now, they did. And we're yeah. feeling it playing the game. <laughs> I'm going to agree with Josh. I want this to be... Uh, I want to put it into, into a giant-sized trunk, uh, close it, lock it, wrap chains all over the trunk, then go on a ship... Let it drop into the ocean, into the furthest bottom part of the ocean, and just let it sit there. <laughs> Mariana's Trench. <laughs> I would like to just not know this ever existed. I'd like to flush it by any means necessary. I do not get the sense of nostalgia that I thought I would have playing this game. I was very disappointed, <laughs> very much let down. Um, hey, I'm... They're not all going to be winners, my friend. They're not all going to be winners, and I usually am very positive about my games but this is not my game so let's just yeah, if, if it'll make you feel any better when i was looking through some of the comments on the youtube videos playing through this and you would be surprised how many commenters had mentioned that they only ever got to like the second level 
and they honestly thought it was basically a dolphin simulator. They, they, <laughs> they never got to the point of the time travel and the aliens and all this other stuff. Oh, yeah. So that in itself is a testament that this game was punishing. It was hard. Hard, and I don't plan on going back. <laughs> um, I just want, like I said, I just want people to feel my pain. But I you think know, we've that, all felt it. I, I think that's why this is th- these types of episodes are really good because it allows people to kind of get a feel for what the game is and let us deal with the trauma of these games. It, so that way you don't have to worry about it. Folks. I'll say I'll say this: since the first day of our first episode of recording this podcast i remember you already talking about your trauma of yeah said, said <laughs> video game and since then we've talked about it quite regularly on the show yeah so it's kind of cool and we finally addressed it it's going to continue being talked about and I, and I feel that this was a good time for you to manifest your feelings to really show what did what it did to you would you feel more relieved now kyle that you were able to let this off of you, let 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 it off your chest and and, and express how you felt. I'm still gonna express it, so it don't matter. <laughs> still You're still gonna same. hear it, people. So you still have the PTSD. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I can't I can't cure you. At um, least I have my comfort food to get me through this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God for for that. Uh, anything, and good friends. Anything coming up for us? Uh, I think we have a live show coming up. I forget the yes. date. Yes, uh, February 29th. There you go. Saturday at Five Threads Brewery. We're going to have our next show uh, via uh, our our um, volunteer wheel spinner that spin the wheel at our last – the last – no, not the last live show, but the one before that, deciding we would be talking about the Metal Gear franchise. So, Not to put you on the spot. Do you remember – do you know his name? His name's Chad. Woo! Thank you, Chad. Chad, we're gonna be looking for you. Uh, a good opportunity to come hang out with us. If you get to get chosen to do the wheel again, because we're gonna do that again for the next topic, we will uh, do that topic, whatever it lands on. And if you show up, we will buy you a beer on us. If you show up at that particular next show, Joshua. Yes. But even before that, while we're we were on the topic of drowning animals here, oh, Sonic wow. the Hedgehog. The movie is coming out on February, February 14th. 14th yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, something to be very excited for. So oh, yeah. we will be checking that movie out. Yeah. And although it's kind of new for us, you know what? It is retro. It is based on an old video game series. We admire Sonic. Yeah. It's my personal favorite of probably any next to Mario um, as far as the video game mascots, he's my favorite. So I'm really looking forward to covering this and comparing it to the original games. And yes. Sonic looks so good. Finally. <laughs> yeah, see, much better after the uproar. <laughs> so excited. Well, that's all we have time for. If you do the internets, we are on Instagram at retro underscore game night. And for our info on our next live show and any events we have, go to retrogamenightpodcast.com. You'll find our podcast in all formats. Don't forget to also check us out on our YouTube channel. It's under Retro Game Night. Uh, hit subscribe and hit the little bell to get notified. We love you guys all, and until next time, stay lovable. Come on, Echo! We have to get you back to the future! <laughs> Stick with time travel. Good night, everybody! He was, he was so night. excited to do that. He's like, look, look, watch what I'm going to do. <laughs> watch this, baby. This dolphin's going to hit 88 miles per hour. <laughs>